Listener Production. Raising resilient kids, that's all we want to do, right? We want them to feel supported. We want them to feel loved. We want them to feel empowered. We want them to be resilient. Rachel Sampson, my guest today, she's an expert on raising resilient kids. She's a clinical psychologist who has dedicated most of her career to raising awareness around sensitivity and building healthy attachments. If you're a mum like me, you've probably seen her Instagram page at The Australian Psychologist. If a child has a tantrum, because sometimes my kids have tantrums when we're out, and I get worried that people think I've got really naughty kids, but does a tantrum mean you're being naughty? And I think that that concern about what other people think um, when we're out in public with our kids, I mean, that even, I think, links back to that, you know, terrible idea that children are to be seen and not heard, you know, that children shouldn't be making a fuss, they shouldn't be having big feelings out in public. And, you know, people can feel worried when their kids are kids. (laughs) Are people judging me? Um, Tantrums, we can kind of see that as just being the tip of the iceberg. That's the behaviour that we can see on the outside. But, of course, for a young person, what's driving that behaviour is really big emotions. And so far from being misbehaviour, it's a child who is dysregulated in that moment for whatever reason. And so what our children need from us in those moments is for us to connect with the feeling underneath the behaviour rather than focusing whatever the tantrum is looking like in terms of behaviour. So so when you say they're dysregulated, what does that mean? So it means that they've gone from a state of calm to a state of emotional reactivity where they've essentially kind of lost control. They're overwhelmed by their own emotions. And that's something that happens so commonly with young kids, even older kids, because it takes years to develop the capacity to regulate, which means to manage your own feelings. Little kids simply can't do that. So they're frequently flipping their lid and becoming really overwhelmed with their emotions. And so when when we think of that in a clinic setting, we would be looking at that child as being dysregulated. Adults, sometimes we are good at managing our emotions, but sometimes we do lose our shit. Exactly. Yeah, we're not we're not behaving like it's almost like we're having a tantrum. Yeah, as well. It might look a little different. That's exactly right. And so, I think we have really unrealistic expectations of kids. I think we, we often, do too. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that that's a, a core issue and one of the biggest, I think, sources of frustration for parents is actually our own expectations for kids. And as you've said, adults are losing their shit all the time. We are not perfectly regulated, managed adults all the time. Mm. We often have bad moods or big feelings or say and do things that maybe we later wish we hadn't done when we're feeling a bit calmer. Mm. And yet we have this expectation for this, you know, toddlers or young children that they're going to be able to be calm and managed all the time. It's really unrealistic. Do you have any strategies when your child is dysregulated Mm -hmm. to I guess you know do you get them to take a few deep breaths do you try and talk to them what sort of things can you do to get them not not to get them 
well, I guess it is, just just to get them to feel like they're being understood? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think, first of all, checking in with how we're feeling. So if we're feeling really stressed and charged because the kids have had a fight or whatever's happened, someone's spilled their food, whatever, we might need to take a check. In yes, okay, first. definitely. Because basically our kids are using our calm nervous system, they're borrowing that to calm their mm. nervous system. So if we are really kind of revved up, we're not going to be able to calm them very effectively. So calming ourselves first, even if that's only a couple of minutes, um, you know, and you're just trying to bring yourself down and then going to your child. And if your child, you know, is using words and you can connect in that way, then often just saying what you saw is Mm. really useful. I saw that your brother hit you and you're feeling really sad now. Mm. I get it. Yeah. So again, yeah, just acknowledging how they feel. You don't need to say it wasn't that hard. He didn't mean it. No. You're overreacting. No. Stop being a little baby. That sort of thing. You're saying, yeah, that, no, no. (laughs) Well, the reason I bring it up is I think it's really common for parents. Yeah, and sometimes in the heat of the moment you might say something like that. I know I have before because you're feeling, you're just stressed and over overwhelmed and you just want to smooth things over so you can get out of the shops and then get them into the car and then un- go home and then unload the groceries and all of those steps that you still need to do so it can be really hard yeah. to remind yourself to take a moment and i think if we can do that it's great if we can't that's fine we don't have to do it all the time as long as we're doing it yeah. some of the time labeling what's going on for our kids and then I think providing soothing or comfort in whatever way works for your child depending on the age so I've got a six-month-old baby so obviously I'm doing a lot of physical holding and comforting at the moment but for older kids you know you're able to use words more Um, and so it might be about having a conversation about what happened in Buddhism in Aboriginal Australian culture and a lot of other cultures around the world there is this this practice of deep listening and what deep listening is is bringing your full attention your full presence into conversation with another person often we are distracted during the day we're scrolling on our phones we're having a conversation while we're making dinner our mind's thinking about our to-do list and we're sort of listening to what our child's come home and telling us we're not often giving our full attention to people And we know that it can be hugely powerful to do that. Going back to regulation, you can calm someone just by giving them your full attention, Mm. whether it's 10 minutes, half an hour. And we talk about allowing someone to empty their heart, so letting them really share what's on their mind, what's on their heart. And you're listening with the intention of understanding. So you're not listening to give an opinion you're not listening to give advice or correct their perception um, or try to fix something. It's just to understand, truly understand their experience. Rachel is going to be back on the podcast very soon, but in the meantime, go give her a follow. Her page is fantastic at The Australian Psychologist. Thanks for listening to Tarea Pitch Pep Talk. Follow to get new pep talks every day. Listener.